How do you share your faith in the home? Would short Bible studies help, if appropriate, for families? Then join us today as I interview the author of Five Minute Bible Studies for Families. The book uses relevant Bible passages to address questions and challenges faced by today's families. It includes three brief studies each week for one full year. Whether you are driving to soccer practice or waiting with your child to see the dentist, the brief Bible readings, practice questions, and prayer prompts will allow your family to spend quality time with the Lord strengthening your faith, and fanning their desires to serve Him. This book is for all families whose calendars are overflowing with events and obligations. Reverend Jay Bickelhaut is a parish pastor in Billings, Montana. He's married to Melissa, and they have three children. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Reverend Bickelhaut. Thanks for being my guest today on Family Shield. Kay, thank you for having me as a guest. I'm very thankful for your love for the gospel and the zeal that you have for developing the faith life of families. Uh, Thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation. You bet. And thank you for the great book, Five-Minute Bible Studies for Families. I love it. We're going to talk about some of that with our listeners, but it's wonderful. So tell our listeners about your family. I have been happily married for 20 years to... Melissa, um, she has the opportunity, I have the opportunity and blessing to work with her as well. She is our preschool coordinator and teacher at our church. We have uh, three children from the ages of 14 to 19, so it is wonderful to have a house full of energy when it comes to our teenagers. Our son is pursuing a career in nursing. Uh, We have one son in high school and a, a daughter in eighth grade. And we have been living in big sky country for 18 years now. Wow, beautiful place to be. That's wonderful. So tell our listeners why you wrote this book. Yeah, Northwestern Publishing House contacted me back in 2016, and they were going to develop a series. They do have a five-minute Bible study for teenagers, and they wanted me to do the family series. And uh, I thought it was a wonderful opportunity that fit very well with our ministry, We have a growing early childhood ministry here, and we are always looking for ways to get the Word of God into our parents' lives also, right? They aren't on campus, and so we wanted to develop a devotion book that would reinforce the lessons that the children would be learning at school. And so I just based the devotion book on the curriculum that the kids were going through. And so it's kind of a a neat supplement to have in your home because it is going to follow the general outline for most Sunday school curriculums and also the grade school curriculums for Christian schools. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I found it fascinating. I haven't read every page, but uh, they're so short that they'll be able to be used in so many ways. And I just want to alert our listeners that we've been promoting the Family Prayer Walk. And I think this could be something you could just throw in a, in your purse or in your uh, bag or uh, wherever you're 
putting your resources and take with you on that walk. And maybe if you walk at the park, you can find a place to sit and read one of these devotionals and then have a a prayer as well. So I want to just mention that. But there are many ways you can do it. Let me start by uh, reading... Technology, I named it Technology and Grandpa. That's that's not your name. Getting to Know God, The Only Connection. It's week one, day one. In in your format, you have three weekly devotions for the entire year. I find that really awesome, too. But let me just read it, and then you and I can just discuss it, and you can tell me how you might do it with your children. But uh, this one really spoke to me because it's— It's relevant to my life, so let me read it. Getting to know God, the only connection. Amy never sat on Grandpa's lap because he lived thousands of miles away. Yet she knew that Grandpa was bald with a long handlebar mustache and that he loved to tell silly jokes. She knew her Grandpa because she would connect with him through the Internet at least once every week. What is even more important than connecting with family and having friends is connecting with God and getting to know him. So how do you get to know and stay connected to God? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And then that's quoted as John fourteen six and 7. Technology allows us to see, hear, and get to know others. However, God doesn't have an email address or a smartphone so that we can connect with him. Your connection with God was actually cut off because of your sin. But long before the Internet, smartphones, and social media arrived on the scene, there was Jesus. Jesus is what connects you to God because Jesus is the one who forgives your sins. Jesus is your Savior who lets you know what God is like and what God has done to give you eternal life. If you believe in Jesus, you know God is Father. But what's even more awesome, the Father knows you. And that's kind of just the little bit that you read, and I'm sure then you discuss that with your children. Um, Do you remember having this devotion with your children? Yeah, I do. And I think it's I hope that these devotions are written in a way that the parents can pause and just talk about the grandparents, right, Mm -hmm, Um, for mm -hmm. instance, or talk about the technology that they use and uh, add their own flavor and color to it as well. And I remember very distinctly why I wrote this is um, it was about 15 years ago, and we reach out to a lot of families in our community um, that don't know Jesus, and we had a, a girl, um, three years old at the time, sitting in circle time, and it was probably at the end of September, and she looked at the teacher and asked, who is this Jesus guy that you keep talking about? And I, so that's why I developed a, a devotion like that. And then the, the beautiful thing is, I remember the same girl sitting in circle time at November, and we were talking about what we were thankful for, and she looked at the teacher and said, I'm thankful for Jesus, uh-huh. and I'm going to be in heaven someday. Oh, right? that just, isn't that awesome? That's what, Touches yeah, your heart. That's yeah. what we want to uh, hear, and uh, God's Word is powerful. Yeah, and the reason I like this so much is because 
uh, technology is how we connect with our grandchildren who just recently moved to Minnesota. And with the pandemic, we've actually played games on the holidays with them. We can see them. They can see us. You know, it's easy to talk to our our daughter and son-in-law, but the grandchildren, the visual really helps with the connections. And uh, so I I really related to that. And, of course, the thing we want most for our children is that they know Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Absolutely. Well, right after that and after your discussion, and yes, it can go in all kinds of different directions. When you ask children questions, you never know exactly where you're going, and that's okay. You know, uh, I want to let our listeners know that. But then after that, you've got identify the special relationship God has with you and you have with God. So you would just ask that question of your children. Is that correct? Yeah, and just trying to dig out of that devotion what was stated there, right, that is God mm-hmm. is our Father. And and once again, I think these devotions are written so that families can continue to expand on their conversations about God's Word. So hopefully the parents or the children can take it in in uh, different directions as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And again, when you're doing family devotions, you're going to go in all kinds of directions. And then you have name three things you can do to keep connected to the Father. And that's great. And again, let the children answer the question. You know, they may go in all kinds of directions, but uh, uh, if they say prayer, then talk a little bit more about why we pray to God and how he hears all of our prayers and answers them. At the end, then, you have a, a prayer prompt. You don't have the prayer written out. Tell us why you did that. Yeah, I think it's one of those opportunities for families to pray from the heart, um, to include things that are pertinent to their day, to ask the kids uh, what they would want to pray for as well. And, and sometimes that doesn't always come so easy, so to give them a prayer idea that they can expand off of. Wonderful. Well, one of the things I ask you is if you would uh, share with our listeners one of your favorite devotions that is in your book. And uh, you shared with me that it's uh, a faithful king. Tell us about that. Maybe you can share more information about that as well with our listeners. Yeah, God's Word is so deep, and there are so many lessons in it. I'm sure you have come across lessons that you thought to yourself, boy, I I don't remember this. Mm -hmm. And this is the lesson about Hezekiah, and he was about to die, and the Lord comes and gives him the promise that he's going to have 15 more years. And then the Lord asks Hezekiah, invites him to ask for a sign. And Hezekiah asked for the Lord to cause the shadow to go backwards on a big sundial. And I just thought it was just um, one of those lessons that might be a little bit more obscure, and some people don't um, or may not know about it. And so just using some of those lessons that are very interesting and shows, once again, the incredible grace of God. He uh, invites Hezekiah to make this request, and also um, through it he reinforces the promise that he's going to spare Hezekiah's life as well. And then from the line of King David, a Savior comes. Once again, just impressing upon us the mercy that God has upon his people. Mm. 
And again, you've got that story in the Bible verse. And I have to tell you, I did not remember this story. I've read through the Bible, but I did not remember it. I had to look it up. Um, So that is, I love that. I love when I, I learn something new about God's word, and it is an Old Testament story. Um, and then you had just a couple bullets. God doesn't promise you special signs. What does God give you so that you can be sure he loves and cares for you? That's a great question for young children. Um, what would your children have shared when you were writing this? Do you remember? Yeah, I I think my kids would once again go back to the Word. My children love going to church and uh, hearing the gospel there as well. And I believe that they would um, talk about uh, the fellowship that we have with other believers who share the promises of God that um, reinforces the confidence that we have in our Savior. And certainly talk about the forgiveness of sins that connects us to God as our Father once again. Mm-hmm. Good. And again, you have a prayer prompt. Now, do you, um, with your children, do you have different ways that you say prayers, maybe close the devotional off with the children? Yeah. Um, So we go around the table a lot of times, and um, we ask each individual what they're thankful for. So we want to have an attitude of gratitude Mm -hmm. in our home, and uh, we always um, say the phrase is, thankful hearts are happy hearts. So we try to close out our day with that thanksgiving and uh, we do allow each individual at the table to say a prayer, and so we take turns doing that, too. Um, we don't necessarily have a rotation, um, but if somebody has a prayer that they would like to share, we do that. And I think that's very important, Kay, because the more that we allow our families to pray together, the more confidence that they have in that. Um, hopefully they're praying with uh, their friends and the church members, too, and I think that starts in the home, right? And I think that's why this devotion book is important to me, because it's getting God's Word into the ears, but also the mouths mm-hmm. of our youth, and also our parents, myself included. And the more that we grow in our confidence of sharing God's Word with each other, I think the more outreach we're going to do as well. You bet, you bet. Well, I want to make a few announcements, then we'll come back and continue talking about your book, Five-Minute Bible Studies for Families, and share a a little bit more about the format and uh, hopefully a couple more of the devotions. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States. We also produce a weekly podcast. Today, we're giving away Parenting, Raising Your Children. To get your complimentary booklet, call our response center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. The Family Shield Family Prayer Walk is something we hope you will do this spring. We've posted numerous digital resources on our website about suggestions for you to use. And we have a survey you can fill out after you've done your walk. Check them out at www.familyshieldministries.com. Just look for the link, Family Prayer Walk. Today, as we're learning about the five-minute Bible study for families, 
I'm encouraging our listeners to use this book during a family prayer walk with your family. So maybe you take a walk to the park, stop at some point during your walk, and read one of the five-minute studies. End with prayer. Of course, you can also use them in the home and when you travel. And if you're walking around the block, it may not be as easy to stop and do that. So you would have to think about where you would stop and is it appropriate, you know, a place that is not in the street for that little five-minute devotional time. Thrivent Financial members have until March 31st to direct remaining Thrivent Choice dollars you have available from last year to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Choice or call Thrivent 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees can help you. We encourage you to pray for Family Shield and consider a gift to support us. We are a listener-supported ministry. Send your gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Or charge a gift, again, at our website, www.FamilyShieldMinistries.com. Now I want to go back to my guest, Reverend Jay Bicklehaut, and uh, he is a pastor in Billings, Montana. He is the author of Five-Minute Bible Studies for Families. Um, what else do you want our listeners to know about the devotional book? Uh, we didn't talk a lot about the format, but I did mention a couple things about it in the introduction. Um, tell us why you have this type of format. Yeah, I think um, we kept every devotion to about 350 words. is just so that we can have our focused attention on an introduction, on a uh, section of God's Word um, devotion, and then have a conversation about it. Um, once again, is I think it's just so important in our day-to-day busy lives. Um, I think this is a, a low-level commitment. Is mm-hmm. It's going to take probably about five minutes, and you can certainly um, take longer, especially if there are questions or conversations. And I think um, we want to remove as many obstacles as we possibly can, so not making them too long or maybe too complicated. And as for um, just being relevant, is looking at our entire lives through the lens of God's Word and impressing upon our families. Um, I need to remember this, that our faith isn't just a Sunday thing or um, uh, just when uh, we're with our family, but... Um, it's going to influence every aspect of our lives. And hopefully the devotions are always going to be uh, predominated by the gospel message. Um, The name of Jesus is going to be echoed throughout the entire book. Good. Now tell our listeners where you and your family have done some of these five-minute devotions. Have you done them outside of your home? Uh, Not not a whole lot. Um, Mostly in the home. The devotion book came out... Um, last October, in the world in which we're living, oh, yeah. um, we are really traveling go. as much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's good. Well, um, so so for us, um, we keep it right under our dinner table, and uh, we pull it out after supper. Okay. Um, so we have been going through it, and good. you know, just for the listeners, is I developed it for ages, all the way down to preschool. 
Um, our motto in our early childhood ministry is we have about 35 students. We want to equip 35 evangelists to go into their homes and proclaim Christ. So once again, mm-hmm. reinforcing their faith at home. And I am reading it to all the way up to my 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. And I think you can definitely um, have the questions be flexible enough that they are going to be engaged as well. So I think it does cover a, a wide range of uh, youth. Absolutely. I think anyone uh, that knows you know, the type of questions, and I'm going to read another one here, uh, you can adapt it based on the age of the children and just the interest and how it's relevant to them. Uh, let me read um, Christians Pray Lessons on Prayer. It's week 38, day three. As another example, if you could teach someone to pray, what would you teach him or her? Jesus teaches Christians some things to do and not do when praying. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. That's from Matthew 6, 6 6-8. Have you ever kept calling someone's name hoping to get him or her attention? People think that if they keep calling teacher, teacher, she will eventually answer. You don't have to raise your voice or pump your hand up and down to get God's attention. Your Father sees and hears you all the time. The first time that you speak words from your heart, your Father hears them. God doesn't hear your prayers because you continue to repeat what you need over and over again. He doesn't answer you because you annoy him enough or become such a bother that he can't ignore you anymore. Your Father answers because you are his child who has been forgiven by Jesus. You are the child God the Father loves to care for and to provide for. Talk to God because he is always listening to you. I love that. Very personal. And then you have a couple questions just to help with the discussion. Why can it be difficult to say long prayers? Why can short prayers be helpful? Well, I remember a program we did on that, and I always say uh, long prayers are hard for the young children (laughs) because they can't concentrate that long. So a lot of times, if you ask the children to pray, they don't say as much. But uh, it can be difficult to say a long prayer. In fact, I just did an email newsletter and answered the question of someone that said, I don't like to pray out loud. I don't even know how to pray out loud. Can I still do this family prayer walk? So, you know, it's it's a good question. And I'm sure it elicits many responses. What uh, what do you share when you're talking about this uh, this devotion? Yeah, you know, as we did get a lot of responses from our kids. We just did this one um, probably a couple of weeks ago. And everything from, Dad, if I pray too long, I fall asleep, or <laughs> I get distracted, or uh-huh. I start thinking about something else. And doesn't it just give us freedom, too, is to be able to talk to God about what is on our mind and to be able to lay it before him, whether it be just a couple of words, um, something short and something specific. And um, to be able to also 
teach our kids and our families. We're going to pray for our daily bread. We're going to pray for the things that we need, but also concentrate on the spiritual needs that we have as families and for our youth, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Um, so I have several others here that I wrote down. Is there another one that you really like that you would like to tell us about? Oh, I think maybe just in general is once again is going back to um, the unique lessons and and maybe some of the familiar lessons as well, like Jesus walking on the water Mm. was one of my favorite ones, is just to hear Jesus say to his disciples and say to us is um, be courageous, um, don't be afraid, it is I. And once again, just focusing on our our Savior and the presence that he has in our life. Um, I love those lessons. Oh, yeah. And it shows the, the grace and the power of our God, and that's still alive and active today in our lives. Absolutely. And um, I don't know if this was in here because I'm not reading it right now, but that Peter wanted to go out in the water, asked Jesus if he could, and actually walked on the water till, till he took his eyes off of Jesus. Um, yeah. I that's actually pretty amazing, that. really, when you think about it. It's a miracle, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, that is incredible. I I actually preached on that um, just last night, and I said, can you imagine the conversations that pe- Peter could have with other individuals? Um, who else did that? I would not be sitting on the edge of the boat, sliding my feet over in order to walk on the water. That would be absolutely terrifying. I do not swim in water that I cannot see all the way down through until I see the bottom. And Peter did that, um, the, the power of our Savior, and once again, the, the love that he had for Peter that gave him that incredible experience. Yeah, isn't that great? We have two minutes left, so I, I, lo- I would like to talk more about that. I love Peter, <laughs> and that Jesus selected Peter to be the leader. He was bold and passionate, made all kinds of mistakes at the beginning, but um, he became one of many of the great leaders of Christianity. You know, isn't that the wonderful thing about um, God's Word? It shows people to be who they are. Um, They have failures. They have mistakes. Thank goodness for our Jesus to give us forgiveness and also teach us that we can fall into the safety net of his grace and mercy every single day. So we loosen our grip on ourselves and what we can do, and we tighten our grip on Jesus and the love that he has for us. Wonderful. Thank you so much. My guest again has been Reverend Jay Bickelhaut, and he is from Billings, Montana. His book is Five-Minute Bible Studies for Families, and I've enjoyed uh, learning more about it. I would certainly encourage our families to get it on our flyer that's on our website. This book is listed with the connection where you can get it, along with other books about prayer as well. Uh, so again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Uh, to learn more about us, go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. And uh, we're so thankful that you're listening and that you're growing in Christ as you listen. Thank you so much for listening. God bless your day.
You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.